Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of their favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom they have to offer. Today, I sit down with Incassi Ogbana and we drink Manifesto, the triple chocolate milk stout by Flying Monkeys Brewery here in Ontario, Canada, who were a huge support for this episode. So a shout out to them. Thanks, Flying Monkeys Brewery. Incassi is a Second City Main Stage alumni and a member of the Untitled Black Sketch Project, which received the 2020 Sketch Comedy Project Fund and is Canada's first all-black sketch ensemble. Incassi is also a member of the Toronto Fringe Festival's Woke and Broke, which won Best Ensemble from Now Magazine, and a member of 1623, a history-based sketch troupe alongside Kat Lewin. When Incassi isn't creating or performing, she dreams of becoming an astronaut. Seriously, for real. So if anyone listening or watching knows someone at the Canadian Space Agency, let's make Incassi's dreams come true and send her to space. So Incassi is an actor, a writer, a wannabe astronaut, and someone I admire immensely. Hi, Cassie. How are you? Hello, I am okay. Okay. I hate, every time I start one of these, I'm like, don't ask my guest how they are. Because I really feel like that's just like a dumpster question right now. And then every time I do it. Yeah, well, well, I, I feel like in today's world, okay is like, that's very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone says they're okay, you're like, that's good, that's good, that's, that's great. They are fucking thriving if they say yeah. they're okay. So it's like the best day of your life. Great. Right yeah, here. and if you, if, if you get sun, it's like, it's, it's, it's good. It's a casual good day. <laughs> a casual good, good day with some sun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, today I, I don't think I got any sun. I don't know if there was sun either. today. Okay, great. There was brief sun. Not enough that I think would be, you know, worthy of just, ba- you couldn't bask in it. Oh, it, it wasn't basketball. It was, no. I went outside to walk my dog. Finally, I had like kept her cooped up inside because I was doing some work. And as soon as I went outside, it started raining and she, she's like almost 15. She's grumpy. She looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like she was just so not happy with the situation and we had to come back up and it was, yeah, no basking for her either, but no, say lovey, you know, I haven't been out in over a week. The pause, the pause was like, I I I was like, when, when was the last (laughs) time I was out? Properly. Properly was well over like two uh, weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I like going out and and in the sun mm. and having not been in the sun and then your eyes just hurt because you haven't <laughs> you're like a like like a salamander coming out from under a rock for the first time and seeing the light. And it's just it's terrible. Like, that's when I know it's bad. I know it's bad when my eyes burn and when my foundation my lightest shade foundation doesn't work anymore. <laughs> doesn't work. Oh my God. That's so funny. I've been like, th- these are the only reasons for me to put on makeup. So I will go and just, and you're like the queen of a dark lip. Like you, like you pull off a dark lip so well. I was like, I'm going to wear a dark lip for today. I don't, and- I don't have a dark lip on now. Oh, that's okay. Oh my gosh. Are you no. getting what you're so sweet? <laughs> oh my God. Wait, can you just put on lipstick like without a mirror? No, I'm going to use the camera. You're going to use the camera. Okay, this is what I mean that I'm not seeing people. <laughs> just like, what? There's a camera here? Aren't we hanging out in person? No, we're over Zoom. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm actually going to use the uh, FaceTime camera because it's, yes. it's bigger. Uh, but this is like, this is not the first time I've also like 
put lipstick on during a show? What? Like, okay, well, obviously for listeners, she's just putting on lipstick as if it's no big deal. And I have to say, like, I have a hard time. I have a process of putting it on because if I mess it up, I, I can't fucking fix it. Especially this one. I have this like stain on that stays on. It's so hard to even wash off. What is it? Um, NYX Shine Loud. It's the one that you put on the color and then you put on like, it looks like clear nail oh, polish the white, over the top. Clear? Yeah. My makeup remover sometimes doesn't even take this off. This one does not come off. What kind is that? That's beautiful. It goes so well with your sweater. It is the Maybelline New York. Oh, my eyes are so bad. I'm sorry. I had to like, go under the light. You were out in the sun a little bit today. <laughs> stung, stung your eyeball. Explorer. Eyeballs. It's called Explorer. Uh, <gasps> like space exploration. How perfect is this color with this shirt for today? Mm. This really is the best day. It's funny, when I was in house co, Andrea Marston always used to make fun of me because uh, just putting on my lipstick alone was like, she would come into the bathroom and I'd be doing my makeup and she would like use the bathroom, do her thing and come out and I'd still be like putting my lipstick on. <laughs> you just did that one so fast. Like it must be, you must just like have- If I, I had better words. lighting, it probably wouldn't be that great. <laughs> It'd be like- <laughs> No, I've got like so many. I've got one, two, three, four, five, I think six lipsticks here. Just here, you just collect. casually by the couch. Yeah, you just collect. Well, because I do shows like over there. So it's like you casually collect lipsticks. Yep. And some days I'm like, I don't want this lipstick. I gotta, <laughs> uh, you know, someone's wearing this color. Now we're all wearing this color lipstick. Let's, I gotta. Yeah, now six people on the show are all the exact, like the exact same shade. And you're like, okay, I gotta, I should change this up a little bit. Oh, you'll see this one. This will not. This is a great lipstick, uh, the Maybelline Superstay for drinking. Yes, that's why I wore this one too. Okay, so that one doesn't come off like on your drink, on your can, or on your glass, or whatever. No. <gasps> for people watching this episode, that will be so fun because I mean, this is basically an advertisement for both of our lipsticks. Let's <laughs> let's see which company wins, NYX or Maybelline. Oh, I uh, I this no this will this was a nightmare. The first time I I put it on, mm. getting it off. I, I used my, the normal one would not work. I had to use olive oil. No, for it to come off. <gasps> yes. Now I use like the one I use for waterproof makeup. It mm. gets it off, uh, but you need oil to break it down. Mm, maybe I should put oil on mine too. Cause I had to rub. I rubbed so hard that the next day, like my lips were a little irritated. Oh, like they were super yeah. red. I know exactly. Uh, <laughs> that type of irritation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh. It's also the price you pay for smooth lips uh, when you exfoliate too much. Hey, yeah. You know, I didn't even know exfoliating lips was a thing. Like, I didn't know that that was a thing people did or that I was, I should do. Like, I had no idea. That's how your uh, matte lipstick looks good. Because well, if you've got peeling lips, it's just going to cling to them and it's going to look. Yes. Well, I have peeling lips. Like uh, my lips will get dry and peel. And I don't know why I didn't clue in like, okay, well maybe exfoliate them and that will help. I just load cream on them and hope it goes away. It's awful. I'll pick off my pieces of my lips, like on video, not even knowing it, like out of habit, my teeth, I'll pick off a piece of my lip while I'm in video therapy. And like, thank God she doesn't bring it up. That, she probably does. <laughs> <laughs> she writes like, it in her notes. She writes it down, but doesn't gonna... verbalize it. Like I, if I saw someone do it, I'd be like, okay, you should have exfoliated, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, Hey, stop picking. I don't know. I, I just, I wouldn't, unless it was like, they were sitting next to me, like throwing skin bits around. I probably wouldn't say yeah. anything. Yeah, that's true. <gasps> I wonder if I've ever done it in person with someone and just like, 
wait, what do I do with it? I'm thinking like when my teeth bite it, what do I do with it? Eat it. Maybe I'm eating it. It's your cell. I mean, it's it's my skin. So it's not, it's just, it's more just socially unacceptable. (laughs) It took like less than 10 minutes for me to be like, I'm a cannibal. I eat my own skin. (laughs) I'm like, great. Normally it takes me longer to admit to it, but yeah. Yeah. Normally it's an hour in. Um, well, also I, I realized, or I think I already knew because I have, uh, admired you for so long that this is our first one-on-one conversation ever. We've never had a one-on-one conversation. I've known about you. I feel weird saying I've known you, but I've known about you or have seen you obviously years for years. Yeah. And we've never had a conversation. I think you are wonderful and talented and so like multi-talented and so interesting. And also there seem, there are so many things about you that I'm like, fuck, those are, those seem like such healthy habits. I want to learn those. And I really appreciate you being here today. I'm very nervous to talk to you, but I'm really excited. Oh, thank you. Anyways, let's drink. It's one of my healthy habits. Uh, (laughs) Well, I know you mentioned, okay. So today um, we are drinking flying monkeys manifesto chocolate manifesto actually, which is like a triple chocolate stout, which just sounds like a fucking dessert. I'm so excited. And I know you posted that you like to pair your drinks with your emotions. So before we give it a try, all right, with this, before you try it, cause yeah, a uh, hot tip, everybody. She hasn't tried this beer yet. I made her wait. I'm so excited to try it with you at the same time. Okay. So what emotions does, does manifesto make you feel before you even try it? Well, honestly, it's so first of all, the fact that I chose a stout to drink with you, Mm. that's a good thing. Oh, why? Because, oh, like, (laughs) I feel like I'm giving away like this. I'm like, oh no, people are going to judge me. There are, there are times when I'll do just shows or whatever, and I'll have a drink with me. And you can almost tell how I feel about going into the show based on what I'm drinking. Uh, First of all, if it's, if it's a show that's live. I mm. wouldn't look into it though, because you're only limited to what you have. Yes. But when it's me here, it's like, what I drink definitely is like how I'm feeling. About the show. <gasps> so if I am drinking like a stout or a porter or uh, like a, a Doppelbach or something like that, it probably means I'm excited. <laughs> oh my God, my heart. That makes me so happy. I was waiting. I'm like, oh my God, what does a stout mean? What does a stout mean? Uh, oh my gosh. So I love this, like an emotional legend you're kind of giving us right now to your emotions. And like the fact that I'm I'm trying a new beer with you, that's also like, uh, that's that that's a, it's a very it should be comforting to you that I'm like I'm willing to try one and uh, this one of all because I'm like this is a beer that I'm actually like looking forward to drinking. So if I had told you like like I love Guinness, but for me Guinness mm-hmm. is like a drink that I get when I'm just at the bar. So for me it's like if I chose a Guinness now, that's the one stout where I'd be like that that means I don't care. <laughs> Everyone listening is going to be like, oh, did she do my show? Did she get a Guinness? Like, did she ask for a Guinness? Did she choose a Guinness? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That makes me feel so special. Thank you. I yes. feel very honored. I meant it at the beginning that I feel so Aww. honored that you're trying this with me. So yeah, I drink stouts when I'm in a good mood. Oh, so. I love a stout. And you know, what's interesting. Every time I tell somebody that I love a stout, they're very surprised, but I don't know what I've never asked anybody like, why? It's- I, it's, there's probably a few things. Mm. One, people, uh, for me at least, mm. uh, a lot of people think stouts are heavy, uh, and they'll you they'll usually literally be like, stouts are heavy, and anyway, like Guinness, and I'm like, oh no, no, 
No, Guinness is oh. Guinness is like my light beer. <laughs> <laughs> that that is truly the beer that I just like pound back like water. <laughs> That's the first reason. And then for me as a woman, people are like, "You like stouts?" Oh, like, maybe it's a woman thing. I like I've been on on, on dates with with men, and mm. when we order a drink, I, I've had I went out with someone, and they they ordered um, a daiquiri, and mm. I ordered beer, and. The server came and he placed the daiquiri in front of me and of the course. in front of him. And we were like, oh no, it's the other way. Yeah. And he just goes, weird. And he walked away. Weird? Yeah. It's a fucking drink. Okay, let's not gender alcohols and drinks. Like this is a this is stupid. The best part was uh I was I took a sip of the drink and I'm like, he gave me the wrong drink. I could tell immediately that it was the drink I had ordered I'd never tried before but I tasted it I'm like this is a Keith's I know it's a Keith's I just Keith's is like the beer that I drank before I understood beer <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my like god when you went out to parties and you just grabbed a beer or a drink that was my go-to just because I didn't know anything but I've had so many Keith's in my life and when he gave it to me I, I tasted i'm like this is a keith <laughs> i just know it and i i got him back i was like i don't think this is the right drink can i get another one he gave me another one and he tasted completely different oh i was like God. you did not give me the right beer yeah and also good on you for asking to exchange it because i think a lot of people like oh it's fine i'll just drink this beer that i don't want or that i or just that i maybe i like but i didn't ask for like i want the other one also, I paid $10. I'm not paying $10 for a Keats. For a Keats? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do you not have a show? Like, how do you not have a show where you are reviewing beer? Like, you need a show doing this. Because I go so, first of all, I go so off track. And, like, halfway through, I'd be like, well, this whole episode's been about space anyways. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, don't absolutely. Worry. I, maybe I should. But I'm also, because I follow a lot of beer Instagrams and... Mm and they follow me for some reason. Uh, and sometimes <laughs> I feel bad because a lot of those people are like beer sommeliers. They've gone through the, uh, I don't remember what's called in the States, but in Canada, it's like the Prudhomme program uh, where you where you kind of work up to becoming that. And they're like, mm, smells like wood shavings or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, it fucking tastes good. Like, I don't know. Like it got chocolatey hints to it. it yeah, know. but I want that. Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I want to hear those things. I don't, if it smells like wood chips, what does that mean to me? You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing. I, I actually did, cause I used to do promo work and I did promo for uh, Grey Goose. Mm. And in our training, it was the best training ever <laughs> because we had to make cocktails, but they're like, you need to know what all our vodkas taste like. Like off the top we they were just giving us shots of vodka it was i was so and at this point i had also i hadn't been drinking so i hadn't oh. for a year and i was hammered but at one point <laughs> i remember the one part of this training i remember was the woman was just like you taste that you taste that almonds and i just remember thinking this all tastes like rubbing alcohol to me <laughs> like, 
Also, after like shot six, how am I supposed to differentiate between the different brands? Like, there's no sorry, almond. Like, all I taste is like my pre vomit. Like, I this isn't happening. Like, nothing's happening here. There's no way. Again, for me, I don't drink vodka. So I'm like, they all taste the same. They're all the same. They're all the fucking same. Absolutely. Okay. Well, why don't we crack this open and try this? I'm going to do it near my mic for ASMR, but maybe people hate that. I'm always, okay. I was like, I'm always afraid they'll blow up. Oh, okay. Very, actually, that's was a very good point. Oh, it smells like chocolate milk. Wait. I smell wood chips and mm-hmm. chocolate milk. No, I don't smell any wood chips. I'm totally kidding. Okay, Flying monkeys, I, I don't. Hate you. <laughs> and I was going to say, I hate you. And then if I smell wood chips, I'd be like, ah, oh, but you're right. <laughs> you just smell first. You're like, I yeah. hate. Hold on. Ugh. Yep, I hate you. Perfect. I hate uh, you. Oh, it smells chips. so good. Ooh, it's. Uh, it's also oh, okay. You know what this is? This what? is because I always complain about beer not having body. <laughs> you gotta have body. Some beers have a lot of body, and that's great. Mm. Like I think I need to be eating a steak for that. But this is <laughs> ooh, and you can feel it going. You can feel the warmth, but it's not too much. Yes, and the aftertaste in my mouth is like chocolate milk. I don't even drink milk, but this is what I would imagine chocolate milk tastes like. Have you never? <laughs> I mean, I've had like chocolate almond milk, but I've never had. <laughs> Uh, maybe I have, but I was like a baby when I found out I can't drink milk. So like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I've, I don't think I've had a, I haven't had a chocolate milk in at least like 28 years. Ooh, wait, there it is. <laughs> like, oh, there's the chocolate. Yeah. It, but it has a more like a burnt, more, a burnt flavor kind of to it. Yeah. Like it's not as creamy. Mm-hmm. How do I know what body tastes like? Usually I pretend that I know what people are talking about because I don't want them to think I'm dumb, but I don't know what body tastes ooh, this, like. I'm sorry, the more I'm sipping it, like, ooh. Like, oh, tell us, tell us, tell us. I love, okay. But like body is, so you know what? I'll use a Guinness as an example because I already, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is Alexander Keith's and Guinness's example. <laughs> so Bring them back. If you've had, have you had both? Yes, Alexander, yes, I have. Okay, I don't remember the last time I've had a Keith's, a Guinness very recently. Yeah, it, it, for me, Keith's is like when someone's like, what does beer taste like? I'm like, a Keith's. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, cool. I can't like remember it distinctly, but it just tastes like beer to me. Yeah, that sounds like a beer. That sounds yeah, like Keith's. That sounds like a Keith's. Okay, great. But like if if something's like thin body, like or it would be like kind of more of a Keith's or uh, like a Budweiser or those. So like mm. when you drink it, it's like the best way to describe it is like mm, water. <laughs> You're drinking water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes. Like it's thinner and it's like- yeah. Tastes more diluted. Mm-hmm. Something that's like, this is more full body. So it's, it, the, I hate this word, but like the mouth <laughs> feel is, it has it has more body. Like you can you can feel like it has more body in it. And if you were to compare it to, again, when people say like Guinness is is heavy, I'm like, no. If you tasted a beer like this and then you had a sip of a Guinness, the mouth feel would be completely different also the flavors mm. in here are just they're bolder they're rounder uh i hate i hate how i sound no right i now. love it i love <laughs> it i love it it this tastes like beer and a brownie like in the best yeah. way and it's like the balance is good because uh, again with beers you can have i find if you drink like an imperial stout mm. some of them they tread the line between being tasty and viciously alcoholic <laughs> and you're like well <laughs> yeah well, this one's like 10%. That's like pretty high for a beer, isn't it? You know more what this I'm isn't, talking about. This is 10% and it does not taste 10%. No, it doesn't. Like it's, a, it's dangerous. This tastes yes. like a little 
sweet dessert. You know what I'm going to do also? I totally want to like shout out to um, Flying Monkeys, but I also have my Bad Dog Comedy Theater little glass here. So I'm going to pour it in here just in case someone's watching and I'm going to flip back and forth. And then we have both. You have Flying Monkeys can and I have the Bad Dog glass. And then we're like, but also look how pretty like, it is when I I've got it. I've got I'm like, oh, I should get a glass too and promote something. <laughs> yeah, but how many glass, like oh, how many things can we promote in glasses? I only I have was, this because I went and sadly bought everything I could when the physical space was closing. I, I have like what glass do you have? What are we gonna advertise? I wasn't sure. So I have a second city one. Oh cute. Uh, okay, that great. I, that I took yeah. from the theater. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. Actually, I don't think I'm going to use this because I'm scared to wash it. It's my, the mm. cup, the, the, the stein, we, the mug we got when we graduated from high school. Oh my gosh. They gave you a mug. Wait, they gave you a did beer you, mug? Yeah. Did you not get anything? Did you not get a beer mug? No, I got nothing when I graduated. Yeah. Wow. They engraved it and gave everybody. Okay. So also I'm a little bit like when you graduate, you're still underage, but they're like, here's a beer, here's a beer mug, a beer stein. My high, my, I won't lie. My high school experience was very odd. <laughs> you know what it's like I like that they gave you um a piece of memorabilia though I mean that's kind of nice I poured like an idiot oh no it, it was I saw right a little angle. bit on the side and then I'm like I'm not gonna call attention to it we're just gonna, we're gonna I I did also when people like when I look at reviewers and they do reviews they're like it's an amber color and I'm like I don't know what color it is I didn't look at it <laughs> Yeah, so this one is like straight up looks like Coca-Cola. So it's like big in the West Indies. I don't know if you've ever had Malta before. No. You should try it. Uh, you okay. can get it at West Indian stores. I don't know if you have a local <laughs> one near you. <laughs> I think some grocery stores have it. It's called Malta and it's I've been drinking it since I was a kid. And I think that's one of the reasons I do like maltier beers. It's because mm. it's essentially just the malt without alcohol. Oh, no way. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's very good. What does it taste like? It tastes like the best way to just, I, I don't even know if this makes sense. It's like if a sweet stout were mixed with Coca-Cola, I feel like I'm not selling it properly. <laughs> so like, is it, it's like, that sounds quite sweet. It looks like this. It looks exactly oh. like this. Exactly like this. And it's, it's thick. It's, it's like bodied like this. I I honestly don't know. I feel like it's 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 its own little beast. All right, maybe I'll find Malta and I'll try it and then I'll message you. Like, guess what I did today? Well, now that we're sipping our beer, since you are the queen of beers, I know I'm like pushing that term on you. So it's fine. I, I accept. I accept. You I take accept? It. <laughs> okay. Would you accept it? Okay. Oh my god, wonderful. I was about to knight you like virtually, and I'm like, that's not a queen. So I don't really know how queens become queens. But it's fine. I got, I got <gasps> this covered. Stop. She just put a crown on her head. I've only had two sips of manifesto and that almost made me tear up. She, you have an actual crown. You didn't even have to move where you were sitting. You just pulled it up and you had a crown. Okay. Okay. Please keep this on for at least the next little bit while we talk okay. about beer as the queen of beer. Okay. Double, I'm going to take the virtual hat off though. I was going to say double crown. crowned queen of beer. Okay. We'll take the virtual one off because we have a real one. I cannot believe that you... This is why you are also queen of comedy because you're just like, oh, do I need a glass? Do I need a crown? Like, give me something and I'll have it. My God. I Lipstick, use this all the time. <laughs> Good. I want, I should have a crown beside me just to use it. Every, for everyone should. Yeah. Just for when you're feeling, that's actually a wonderful idea. Like just when you're feeling a little down, put on a crown. crown. Did I just rhyme? It's the manifesto. Crown. It's making me it's, rhyme. It's, it's not 10%. an exact rhyme. Are you still it's, make it? 
I feel like it would still go in a book of poetry if you yeah, have one. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's my first poem. If you're feeling down, <laughs> put on a crown, you know? Yeah. Okay, so as queen of beers, I was hoping that you could give me just a few recos of some beers. So speaking about sun, there's enough sun outside to bask and I want to go to the park and I'm looking for something light, potentially fruity to like bring to the bring to the park with me. What's like a good beer to do that? So I won't lie. I'm not like a fruity beer person, mm-hmm. but this beer, first of all, I haven't had it in years. Mm. Um, but when I did have it, I had it on multiple occasions, which is very odd for me for sours. So this is like a sour for people who don't drink sours, maybe, which is kind of the best sour. I mean, for me, because I don't drink sours. Collective Arts uh, Jam Up the Mash. It's, again, one of the few sours. It's not that I don't like them, but... I, I'm not I'm not drawn to them, but Jam of the Mash was one of the few sours that I, if I see it, I will get it. Oh, wow. So not even going looking for it. You're like, all right, it's here. Sure. I know I like you. Come on board. Yeah. So I'll all get right. That. Okay. I love that. For, I love that for the park. Okay. Um, what about, okay. So now it's no longer, maybe it's sunny, but it's freezing outside and it, and I'm inside and I'm like, Ooh, cozy near the fire, whether that's a fire, actual fireplace or more likely it's probably just like the TV fire. fire. Chan- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do that all the time. So I'm by a TV fire. I have like a fleece blanket I got for free from Indigo and I'm having a cozy night inside. What is my cozy beer? Okay, so I hate saying the name of this because I always, I feel like I get it wrong. It's from a brewery. It's a, it's, it's a German brewery. A-Y-I-N-G-E-R. Anger. I just said anger. I brutaled it. I said anger, which is like not how you say it. Missed a lot of letters. (laughs) So many. Uh, I just made it an emotion instead. Like, yeah. And it's their Celebrator Doppelbach, which is literally like my favorite beer ever it's very hard to come by uh i haven't had it in years just because i physically can't find it find it if anyone's going to germany after covid get one and send it to the queen please please yes thank you okay so my my last one is i'm going on like a sexy date and i want to feel sexy on a hot date what's like a sexy beer to make me feel sexy witchy well, for me personally, what would make me feel sexy yeah, yeah. is, first of all, any any imperial stout. For me, it's yin or is it yang? <laughs> no, it's because they, it's, so there's, a, there's a, a brewery in Brooklyn called Evil Twin Brewery, and they have these two beers, yin and yang, and they go together, and one of them's the imperial stout and the other isn't it's like an ipa but i've had the imperial stout and i love it uh i just don't remember which one it is <laughs> i don't know there's something about i i love drinking like a strong beer like yeah. it makes me feel strong oh i just got goosebumps i love that because i was thinking does it make her feel strong because i feel strong right now i feel strong yeah. and i also feel like um i think the chocolatey part is also making me feel like childlike in a really great way like fun and like spunky <laughs> like i'm having chocolate yeah. milk but it's an adult because it's alcoholic yeah. it's called you're drunk <laughs> it's, called, it's called i've had three sips and yeah. i don't drink very often and i'm drunk on excitement and adrenaline also i don't drink very often either i have to prepare to drink or because you should also know like another thing about my drinking is my taste buds are shot <gasps> really uh, I feel like you have such like, such like an intelligent palate. 
they're not shot so much. So I have a horrible sinus and I have a mm. lot of sinus issues. So uh, in order to drink, it's like a process, like just to do this show, yeah. it was a process. <gasps> like yesterday, I so generally I take like antihistamines every day. It usually kind of helps it a little bit, not not completely. But if I know I'm going to drink and I know I'm going to have something good to drink and I want to be able to taste, that means we have to take all the antihistamines and the Flonase. Because um, the Flonase works, but every bad side effect that comes with it, I get. So I try not to use it yeah. unless I'm going to be drinking. So like last night, I Flonase it up. I, I, I Claritin it up. I And then I took some earlier today. Uh, so I could taste. So I can taste it, but it does take, <laughs> I have to, uh, yeah. Thank you. See, people, you don't know what goes behind going into a show. You better fucking appreciate your guests. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Um, also, I re- okay, so like just a couple minutes ago, I was like, oh, I also have a lot of sinus issues. And uh, whenever I drink beer, I get especially congested. And I'm just like, oh, oh like it just, yeah. And I'm like, hey, don't be sniffling too much on the mic. Um, but I have never tried Flonase, but I'm a Rhinocort girl. <laughs> so oh. I have the other... The other one I have to take for a while. They want me to, uh, my doctor's like, you need, you need to get surgery on this. Like, let's go. And I'm scared. Um, oh, my doctor does not seem concerned. <laughs> I, I, I am at this weird point where I'm like, I think, should we do surgery? I feel like we should. I don't know. I don't know. Just flow days. Okay. But my nose is ble- Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'll let my nose bleed. Oh my God. My doctor is not concerned. What? What you just described? I'm like, no, what? No. Yeah, nosebleeds, sinus headaches. Do you like your doctor? Do you trust your doctor? How do you feel about your doctor? Met her once. Perfect. Uh, in my Perfect. life. To get my flu shot. Uh, I, I don't I don't trust doctors to begin with. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Uh, but then at the same time, like, oh, you're a black woman. So I'm like, yeah, I gave you, you get a point there. <laughs> Yeah, but you're still a doctor, so I don't yeah. trust you. Yeah. I, I don't, and I think the, the uh, this is, it's not a problem with my doctor so much mm. as my old doctor retired, and then I got, you know how sometimes when doctors retire, they'll pass you off to someone so you don't have to go searching? Yeah, I so kind of hate my that, doctor but yes, did. fair. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because the way I looked at it was, I'd rather, if, if I want to search for a doctor, I can always get rid of her, but at least I have a doctor. Absolutely. So he passed me off to her and this was kind of like right before COVID happened. So then it's like, any t- I've never really had anything happen where it's like, I need to see her. And obviously it's one of those things where it's like, it sucks for me. Like I can't breathe half the time. I can't taste half the time, but it's not, I, like, I'm fine essentially though. Like it's, it's not detriment to my overall health. So it's tough to get like an appointment with her. So I just don't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't really seen her. Mm-hmm. So all I can go off is like two phone calls I've had with her and uh, a flu shot. Yeah. When I met her. <laughs> when I met her. Yeah. No fair. And I couldn't even yeah. see her face. <laughs> oh, did you just meet her? Did you meet her on? Oh, you mean she's wearing a mask. mask. Of the mask. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's really interesting when you're saying, when you're saying some of the symptoms that you have, and then you're saying like, but I'm fine. It's reminding me because I have said very similar things to my friends and I'm like, but I'm like symptoms. I'm like, 
yeah, like my nose bleeds every morning or like when I get sick, like all the stuff gets stuck at the back of my throat, TMI, <laughs> and I vomit every morning and like, but I'm fine. And my friends are like, no, no, no. And now I'm hearing it for the first time from the other end. And I'm like, okay, I maybe, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, oh, I guess I'm bleeding today or like, nope, can't breathe. I can't. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you're not fine, but in the world of COVID you're fine. Exactly. That's what it is. I'm like, but listen, I'm so used to it. I'm fine. And also I'll like give the time to other people. I'm fine. You know? So yeah. I also don't like telling people about it. Not Mm. because like sometimes when you're like, I can't taste and you're like, but no, 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 no. It's not, it's not, it's not COVID. It's not COVID. (laughs) Oh yeah. I didn't even think of that. So, okay. I don't have the tasting thing, but I didn't even, so I didn't even clue in that. Yes. Somebody well, if I have the sniffle thing, I think about it, but the tasting thing is even more specific, like even more specific to COVID that I could totally appreciate that. It's like, no, no, I don't want to tell anybody like, but I promise I've just always had this. Like I've always had the yeah. taste problem. The worst is I, this is not, it used to be like a year and a half ago. I was constantly coughing because I had the post-nasal drip. Yes. Oh, I don't no. have it anymore, but I remember, but it always got worse in like in theaters because it's just dry there. Dry and dusty, yeah. And I remember when we came back for Second City in last fall, I remember you're like, if I'm coughing, it's not COVID. Please, <laughs> no one be nervous of me. I, we're doing the test. It's fine. It's fine, okay? Everyone, don't be nervous. Ugh, I'm you almost fine. want a shirt that's like, I tested negative for COVID. And on the back, it's like, I have nasal <laughs> issues that make me cough. Like, just yeah. let's just get this out of the way. I know. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you cough or anything now. And like, listen, I appreciate it. People like I get it if I, but yeah. Oh, anything you're like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. It's nothing. Or I find that the nasal spray that I'm on kind of in the, I was going to say interim. And then I question myself whether that's even the right word. So just like in between, in between the, I know, I think the word you used is, yeah, I think that's a, no, that's, I feel like well, that's, that's how you, okay, great. We're going to go with it. I love yeah. how you looked at it. That's correct. We're doing yeah. it. I have a crown. In, <laughs> you know, I was like, if the crown says so, um, in the interim doing this nasal spray, but I find that most days, like in the morning, like late morning, early afternoon, I don't know if it's just the time from after I've like sprayed it up my nose. It, I have like a runny nose and it makes me sneeze sometimes. Same thing. It makes yes. me, it makes me cough. Well, it makes you cough. See, and I'm and like, it makes me like more, it. it feels like things are moving. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if that's what it's supposed to do. I was just but gonna I'm like, say I don't know. I paused. I'm like, I think it does it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I I know that you have like a number of things that you are so passionate about. You know what? And I'm not gonna assume that I know about you. I'm gonna say publicly that's how it seems like space and gymnastics and beer and nail art and of course comedy. But I'm curious, what made you follow comedy over? like professionally over all the other things that you seem to love so much? Oh boy, this is, it's funny. <laughs> well, no, I, I was having a conversation with uh, one of my best friends slash writing partner, Kat Lettman recently. And I was saying to her how, I don't know, it was like this weird, I, I don't know about you in COVID, but you, you go into these weird thoughts that you're like, <laughs> I, I, if this, if I were doing normal things, I would be, my brain would be healthy and thinking about different things, but now I'm gonna, <laughs> I have to dig deep. I have to delve deep. Let me start by saying this is not me saying I don't want to be a comedian. Um, yes. But I had been thinking recently about things like space and how I 
don't feel like I was given a chance. Because looking back, I feel like school is a place, school's great. You learn shit and you, <laughs> you, you become shit because shit of the shit because you learn. Uh, it's, it's a cycle of learning shit to become shit of, uh, it's shitty. Uh, no. Uh, oh my God, this beer is like, like, I had something to eat first. <laughs> no, but school, it, it, it feels like it sucks the life out of fun and things that can be fun. Like another thing I like is history. And I realized I liked it after I graduated from school because the history that we're fed in school is well, the British came here, they set up shop, and it was great. Everything's great. It's fine. Here's John A. MacDonald. He's yeah. the first prime minister. He was great. Everything was fine. Moving along. Happy birthday, Canada. Uh, That's what we were taught. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I kind of started looking into things and being like, that's that's wrong. But the weird thing is, the mm-hmm. stuff that they're scared to teach us, I was like, first of all, that's interesting. I'm more interested in that now. And then again, when it comes to things like science and STEM, it just, it, it for me personally, it felt like I was never great at it. And mm-hmm. I almost feel like teachers were like, well, she's not good at it. Yeah, let's just get her to pass. Yeah. And, and there was never, they either never interest me, those interests at the time, mm-hmm. or usually it was because it never was presented to me in a way that was interesting. So I don't know. It's, I, I don't know if I'm making sense. I just feel like I wish growing up there had been more an emphasis an emphasis on, you know, I wish history was better. I wish there had been more of a push to be like, oh no, you can do science. These are the things you can do with it. It really does feel like a ton of careers, maybe most of them, I don't know, feels like oh, well, if you didn't decide when you were 12 that you were going to do it, you kind of, you're screwed now and it's too late. And it's like, oh, you wanted to be, if you wanted to be an astronaut, it's like, oh, well, oh, you're 17, too late. Sorry about it. You should have already started or you should have, you know. Bio in in grade eight. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it's this weird thing of, uh, I feel like I only found those passions as an adult where I was like, I could have been enjoying these as a child. Yeah. Uh, if you had presented it to me like th- like like this. As interesting uh, or even just like a little bit more of the whole truth. The truth is interesting. Absolutely. Like this tiny sliver of history. It's like, and also in school, what's kind of frustrating is you have one history class like that introduces you to history. And if you happen to have a teacher who's having a rough year or just who happens to be an absolute asshole, either side, you as a kid are like, oh, I don't like history. You know, I mean, that happened to me. I'm like, oh, I don't like history. And then later I find myself wishing that I learned more about history. And I was like, well, I'm already an idiot in history. So I'm not going to start learning because I don't want to show what I don't know. And it just always feels like you're too late. And then I think about myself when I'm 22 thinking I'm too late. And I'm like, what the fuck? Start it then. You were so young, but you always feel too old to do something. And you're, I feel like you're also programmed to feel like if you're not starting university at 18, yeah. you failed and you're too old. Even like in my early 20s, I was like, going back to school. No, I'm too old. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that? And like, also that's too, why? That's way too young. Like, why don't I wish we had year yeah. or uh, grade 13 oh. back, like in Canada yeah. again. I, and it could just be a year where you discover yourself. Yes. And you just go, there's no, there's no marks. There's no fucking A pluses, whatever. 
you can have time where you retake courses. If you had a mark and you had a bad year and you're like, crap, I do want to, I do want to take that science or I do want to up my geography mark. But then we're mostly, you just get to go to different fucking fields of professions and see what they're actually like, because not only is there the pressure to go straight to university or college, but then once you're there, there's the pressure to pick your major right away and you can never change and don't fuck it up. And you're like, that's what your career is going to be tied to forever. So have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Absolutely. And you're like, sorry, what the, f- I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to do laundry right now. What the fuck <laughs> can someone teach me how to do laundry or what taxes mean? And then I'll figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. Fun fact. If you wanted to learn how to do uh, taxes in high school, you got to take the dumb people math, uh, which is it's, uh, I hate it. So I, I was terrible in math. We think part of the reason was I couldn't see anyways. Uh, <laughs> Like for a lot of years, I was in denial, but I was like, I was like, I can see fine. I couldn't see anything for like two years. Uh, And I was sitting in the back of the class and I was like, why can't I read? Uh, This is, it's not my eyes. It's everything else. It's everything else. It's the board. It's the the board's fuzzy. But we think that might've also been what, cause no one, no one clicked in. (laughs) I couldn't see for years. Uh, And also as a kid, you don't, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's what I always said. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Until friends were literally like, you cannot see the board. Yeah. Uh, Our noses bleed all the time and we can't breathe. And we're like, yeah, but that's just how normal. it is sometimes. It's fine. It's what do you mean? Me. That doesn't happen yeah. to you? What are you talking about? Well, you're the weird one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I'm fine. I, I did horrible in math. And I don't think I ever kind of caught up again. Mm-hmm. So in grade 11, I, I did the university slash college math. Which turns out it's just university math. Uh, <laughs> Liars. Not, yeah, I was like, this is oh, bad. And I got, I was getting a twenty-seven at the first, the first time we got our marks, and I was like, cool, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. So then I took workplace math, which everyone was like, this is the dumb people math uh, in summer school, and I took it. It was literally how to do your taxes, how to buy a house. Not that you need to know how to do that, but not that I'll was, ever be able to do that. But still. Yeah. It was all those things. I was like, wait, shouldn't you just be teaching? Yes, shouldn't this just be a class? Like, what? And it it boggled my mind that people would like shit on this class when in reality it's like, this is what should be happening. (laughs) This is, do you, you're going to be complaining about your taxes later too. (laughs) You're going to get audited, bitch. And you're not going to know how to do anything about it. And I will not, I will be fine. Yeah, but the dumb people will know. So like, yeah, they do teach it, but at least my school taught it, but Mm -hmm. it was not, again, I did not know this was what the class was until I was Mm -hmm. in the class and they were like, this is what we're doing. What? (laughs) Your future as a kid is so much in the hands of the school system. and the Yes, it really, really is because like, how the, of course you didn't have that perspective. We're like, of course, we're not going to, you're not going to re you're going to realize all these things retrospectively because you're a child. So like, yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, yeah, our whole school system is all about getting A's, which is just fucking ridiculous because it's not encouraging you to actually learn anything. It's just encouraging no. you to figure out how to get an A. Also it, I, cause I, so my school, I, I wasn't in the enhanced program, but I was mm. in the, the French program, mm. but I had a lot of friends who were in the enhanced program. Uh, and they are some of the most messed up people you will ever find because first of all the enhanced program means nothing it just means you get more work put on you in high school (laughs) right yeah 
your grades going into university, you don't get into a special university. It's not like an enhanced university program. Mm -hmm. You don't get that. Uh, look, when they look at your grades, they don't look at the fact that you're enhanced. None of that. So you end up with these children who are just overly stressed out and Fuck. like overworked and they have all this weird pressure on them. Uh, and a lot of them just end up very, it's very odd humans. <laughs> like, yeah. With like no space given for them to just sort of explore or process or think about like what they might actually be interested in. You know, it's just all about like, well, you have no time to think because you have 17 essays to write. So go. And you're like, okay, I guess this is how I do. I do well in life. Like this is how I do life. The worst thing was for me at my school and like the frustrating thing was apart from English, the enhanced students were mixed into our classes. So I was like, mm -hmm. let me get this straight. They're enhanced and they have a fancy E at the end of their course code. <laughs> and I'm right. in the regular program. But we just did a project together. How the fuck does that work? You should get an E in that class at least. Yeah, I'm like, why are they in the enhanced program yeah. if, if they have to work with me? Either I'm enhanced or they're not right now. Like I'm feeling yeah. quite enhanced and I'm confused yeah. why that's not reflected on my report card. Yeah, and I remember, I remember doing a project, We oh, dissecting uh, pigs, which I loved. The whole time I cried, I couldn't handle in it. Sat sadness, <laughs> like out of yeah. sadness or joy I don't out of <laughs> that's totally fair the formaldehyde smell really really like was making me gag I, I didn't love that smell oh, by day five though it was bad it was so strong I was like oh my god I can't handle this smell but then honestly I just kept yeah I know I was crying out of sadness I felt so guilty but that I mean they're already dead so there isn't a need I just love to take on unnecessary guilt is what you I will, love to uh... do you will, uh, I don't know, if, like, should I say this? Because it's, like, so horrible. I, I, there was one girl who hated it, and I, I tried to jump rope with the intestines. Stop. Stop. Wait, like, you pulled them out? Yeah. I guess, do we have to? See, I think well, I, yeah, I think I blocked we it were, out of my mind. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing, but we were dissecting them. So you were I like- I was just crying and going to the therapist in the school. No. Okay. So so you had to take a, and then were they long enough to do jump rope with? Yeah. Oh my God. And a tiny little pig. I mean, it wasn't, uh, yeah. it wasn't like a solid, like plastic jump what, rope. You, you weren't doing double dutch? Like what? No, it, was, it was just like, you know, stepping over. It was very labored, uh, but it was still- it was still, you, you would get what I was doing if you were there. <laughs> Already a comedian in science class. I missed out on learning about anatomy of pigs because I was crying, I guess. School, you failed me. I missed out on that. It was funny because you, you say like a comedian in, in school. Yeah, I, yeah. One of my like most vivid memories from school is in grade eight. There was this teacher, Mr. Robertson. He was our English teacher. He only wrote in calligraphy. <laughs> okay great beautiful he, but annoying oh no he only wrote in calligraphy he only wore because he was also a gym teacher so he would only wear his his like <laughs> his sweatpants his either a t-shirt or a sweatshirt and he would have his car keys the remote for it in his like elastic for his pants and that's how he rolled but I remember in his English class once he had us do an assignment where we had to do a news report for the class and I did it in the style of The Daily Show. And oh. he was livid. Wait, what? I was totally expecting me like, and he 
was in love with it. Why? No. Why? He, so I did it. And I remember immediately as I did it, he got up, he walked into the class and shut the door. And someone in another class Ugh. who I was friends with was like, I went outside to get a drink and he was out there swearing at himself. And then he came back in and he went on and on about how I had disrespected the news and this this hot garbage. But it was funny because years later, I always thought this was hilarious, but years later, a friend of mine was like, it's nice that you're continuing doing comedy because there are some kids who would take that to heart. And I never did, luckily. But in hindsight, I was like, oh God, yeah. that I could totally see a child just being like, well, I guess that's wrong. Yeah, like absorbing that shame. What What do you think? So like, why do you think you didn't take it to heart? What do you think was was different than maybe another kid who like would absorb it and feel, I don't know, like it sounds like ashamed or something. I don't, I don't know. I think even to this day, it's like, if I think it's funny, I fucking think it's funny. I don't care what you say. <laughs> like, I love that. And I, I, I truly just don't think I cared what he thought. I was like, mm. And also maybe because he had already established himself as kind of this weird, rigid character that it was like, like, I think part of me knew it's like, I'm never going to impress you in the way you're going to want me to impress you. Mm. And I don't really care. Also, most of the world is not like you. It's funny because about a year and a half ago, I did an improv workshop at my old middle school. And I asked teacher about him. I was like, is he still here? And they're like, no, uh, he was, uh, <clears throat> he was let go last year due to, uh, untraditional teaching methods <laughs> i was like not well, a surprise yeah not like, a surprise well, yeah i can see that yeah he was like go 20 years too late but okay yeah <laughs> yeah exactly hey have you heard the liquid courage podcast is now on patreon Patreon is a subscription-based platform that allows you to support your favorite artists while receiving fun, exclusive perks for doing so. Head over to liquidcourage.com to find out more, or go directly to the podcast Patreon page at patreon.com slash liquidcouragepodcast. See you there. It just seems like you have such great positive a positive outlook on yourself and also like great boundaries. I love that you're laughing and like great boundaries. Like even just you saying, I'm not going to be able to please you in the way that you, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm realizing I'm using different words. Like I'm not going to be able to make you happy in the way that you want. And me as a kid, what I would have ended up doing is like, okay, so how do I change who I am to make you happy? But it seems like you have this like already internal compass of like, this is who I am and great, like too fucking bad. Not, I can't change. Also, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of like, because I've seen this so many times where it's like, I have to, I have to conform to this. Yeah. And the way I look at things is, first of all, I don't like conforming to anything <laughs> yeah. I, if, I, if I don't like it, but that's also a two-way street. And especially with like that teacher specifically, it was one of those things where it's like, I knew this is how he was as a teacher going into his classes. I had already heard about him from older students. He wasn't going to change. So it was, I, I don't know why. It feels easier to just be like, fuck that, if you know they're not going to change for me. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if I have such a, a positive outlook because <laughs> I'm a very pessimistic person. Interesting. I, I'm one of the most negative people you'll probably meet do you feel like, that you're negative about yourself and I know like I'm taking such yeah. small slivers obviously because we haven't had the pleasure of hanging out as much right we will so soon we oh, 
Yeah. Oh my God. Don't make me emotion. Don't make me like sentimentally cry. Cause I would love that. Yeah, um, don't cause I won't hang out with you. <laughs> okay. Well, but you know what? Here's the thing. I can't change that about myself and I'm learning that <gasps> from you. So have a growth. I'll let my therapist know in an email tonight. Oh God. But, but like, even for example, I was watching this very hilarious video that you were in about high heels and it was with Nilu and it was with, uh, was oh my gosh, so who is in it? Ago. It was so uh, long ago. I went I, very Nilu, far. Aisha, Preeti. Yes. I don't know. Hannon. Oh, Racky was in it. Most of us from, it was the Bob Curry diversity. And it was so interesting to me because most people, I do the same, but like most people on the video, when they were asked, like, how do you feel in heels and things? And um, most people went like a little self-deprecating and you were like, I look fucking great. And like, that is the energy like that. And I, and maybe you were saying a deadpan, like maybe, you know, maybe. I don't even remember what I said. So <laughs> you're just like, I think I like high heels. Cause I think I look great in them. And it was oh, just yeah. like, period or online, like you'll, you know, you'll post like photos where you are beautiful and you'll say I'm beautiful. You won't say specifically, but like I'm beautiful. Or you posted a gorgeous photo of yourself and you were like, just a reminder um, that I have like <laughs> amazing nails. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Like you're able to celebrate yourself. I feel like, or, you know, oh. I'm like, how, why, where did you get that from? Do you feel that way? No, I don't. No. It's, oh, it, interesting. I, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. I've never really thought about, I've always, I've always had this kind of strange, confident air, I guess, <laughs> but it kind of, it, 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 it a flip kind of switched mm. when I was in a shitty relationship for seven years. Oh, um, that's a fucking long time for the switch to flip. But when I finally let go of that garbage, um, <laughs> the one yep. thing I told myself coming out of that relationship was, I'm never going to feel this way again, which mm. is beat down and feeling bad about myself, being told I, you know, stuff that makes me feel bad. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I never want to feel that way in any aspect of my life. So I think that it is a weird thing that kind of helped me to become mm -hmm. the person I am today. It's why I'm so like, outspoken and why I'm like, you know what, if I look good today, I look good today. <laughs> deal with yeah, it. Deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I still don't see myself as like necessarily a positive person. Like mm. I, I like sitting in, uh, like if you've seen anything from like 1623 that we've done, I prefer sitting in discomfort and mm. unease over like happiness and joy. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy talking about the hard stuff and and I don't know why I smile so much on my Instagram and that's not who I am. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's interesting. And I think it's really powerful sometimes to sit in the, in the discomfort. I remember, um, a scene that you and Chris did in Serb Your Enthusiasm, where it was like, where you, I mean, of course I don't need to tell you this, but where you were, you and your husband in the scene were like role-playing in the bedroom to spice things up. And you were like, okay, let's role-play. Like you and, and um, Chris, the other performer is a white man. And you were like, okay, you be a black man and I'll be, or you be, or was it you be a black woman and I'll be a white it, man? It started with our first role-play. I yeah. was 
I was a white woman, he was a white man, and right. we kind of spiced things up, uh, and then eventually it evolved into me being a white doctor, and he was a <laughs> black patient. Right, yes, oh my god, full circle to talking about doctors. That scene was ended not on a, not on a laugh, not on a blow line, but on sitting in the moment, and I just thought like, fuck, I was, I was at home watching online with my dog beside Aww. me on my couch, drinking a beer. Now I hope it was a stout, just like just yeah. symbolically mm. being like, yes, like we don't have to end on a blow line all the time. Yeah. I thought it was so beautiful. And it makes me think of that when you're saying like, you know, sometimes you like to sit in darker, more truthful part of something and like, that's okay. You don't have to be yeah. afraid of it. It was funny that scene. It's actually uh, a scene that I wrote in House Co. I wrote it. So the original um, person who was playing opposite with me, it was Tom Hearn. And I remember we did the scene and something didn't, it, it never, it was, it was, don't get me wrong, it was very good, but there was something about it that didn't fully click. And when I came into main stage and I rewrote it completely, I also, it's funny, I, I originally named the character Tom as like an homage to Tom because I love, I love doing that. But then the character became such a shitty human. Oh, you're like, it can't be Tom. Tom Hearn's too lovely. Yeah. Like it can't yeah, be. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. this feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I changed yeah. the name. What um, did you change the name to? I don't know. Was it just Chris? Was <laughs> 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 just Chris? Just something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was something very... I feel like it was a Steve or like yeah, a, it was something just like generic. Yeah, but I I changed the name. But it, originally the ending it had Tom getting a blow line, and I remember being mm. like, "That doesn't sit well with me." So when I came back to it, I rewrote it, and I made it much more. It was much more aggressive the second time round, <laughs> and then the ending because there was a discussion on whether or not the ending should be a laugh. And I mm. was like, it can't be a laugh because I, as a black woman, feel like I worked so hard to get to this moment in the scene and to just have it, it felt like it was just being blown over if you have it on a laugh that the white man gives. Because the reality is that laugh is just, it's you wanting to be comfortable in this moment. Because there was one joke that I actually, I didn't do it in the main stage show, but I did it in the House Coast show. And something I noticed about it, so the joke was the last role play we did, it was a cop, a white cop and uh, a black driver, a male black driver. And right before I start the scene, I say, hey babe, when I use the N word, do you want me to use a hard ER or an ah sound? Or, uh, or uh, you know, we'll just feel it out, okay? And I remember the reaction to the audience was one of two things. They'd either laugh at me or they would wait for permission from Tom to laugh. <sighs> and it wasn't until Tom said something, they would laugh because they didn't feel comfortable laughing after I said it. I loved it. <laughs> like for me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're so uncomfortable. I love like to me, having an audience sit in that discomfort is so beautiful. Uh, like, and it was important for me to even like little things like it can't be a snap, like it can't snap to clothing. It's a slow finish. Sit in that horrible moment. I want all of you to sit in your white guilt because everyone is white. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I want you all to feel super uncomfortable right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's, that's okay. The next scene is, is so funny and dumb. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you'll be fine. You'll live like chill. Yeah. Just sit in this for a bit. Yeah. yeah. If I get to sit in this for my whole life, you get to sit in it for five seconds. Like you'll be, you'll be fine. Believe mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always say, uh, I, my co- my preferred style of comedy is I like being able to hold the audience like above a cliff by their ankles. Um, but I'll never let you go because I think there is a difference between, uh, discomfort and making an audience unsafe. Discomfort is, I think we have to learn how to sit in it. Unsafe is like, that's not, that's not okay to make an mm-hmm. audience feel unsafe. So I always want an audience to trust me and believe that I'll, I'll get you over this safely. Cause I have had troops where it's like, it's frustrating trying to pitch ideas at times. Uh, cause people don't trust that you carry them over safely. Mm. And so they kind of get nervous of any sort of like, no, no, we need the blow line or like, no, we can't talk about that. Like we need to stay safe, safe, safe. So that the, the audience never feels uncomfortable. Is that sort of the, yeah, I had, I, I posted about it on Facebook. I probably read it. Yeah. I haven't really, <laughs> I, I, I haven't really talked about this, like out, not out loud, but like in public, uh, I, mm. I, I won't say who it is, but I was mm-hmm. in a troop and I wrote a sketch that it was a great sketch okay let me say that yeah it was cue the crown yes it was no <laughs> yeah great I'm like, sketch. I'm so <laughs> um, and it was so i'll just tell you the premise uh it was a group of girls and they were at like lunch it was like high school girls and i don't know if you've you've done this before i have but when I was younger, my friends and I sometimes would be like, I wish I lived in like blah, blah, blah time. It'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. I think I think everyone's done that at some point. So it was a scene where all these girls were like, I wish I had done this at this time. Uh, but then it would flash to that time. So one of the girls is like, I wish I had lived in the 50s. Like it was so, you have the cute dresses. Everything was so like cute. And it flashes back and her husband's just like one of those no nonsense guys. It's like, won't let her talk. And at one point he goes, and I think that I think that colored boy, he's been, he's been like scoping out the area. He's cruising for a bruiser. And then she's like, that's the paper boy. Um, and they did not like the colored boy comment. And I remember I was in a room full of white people mm-hmm. who were all uncomfortable, obvious. And I was not expecting that. I was like, if you're comfortable with this, we need to have another conversation. <laughs> right. But I remember they were so like other stuff happened that was like more dramatic and certain people were a little more aggressive about it but Mm -hmm. overall everyone was very uncomfortable and I remember one comment that I got from someone in that room was what if people laugh at this and I was like one if someone laughs at this who are you inviting uh because that's a problem (laughs) whose mom is there whose mom is that laughing right now yeah and, and two, and I've never done this before, and I mm. haven't since, I literally had to say, I write stuff like this all the time. You have to trust me. Mm. You have to believe that this will work. You have to trust me as a Black person that I'm like, if this, this makes you feel uncomfortable, it should make you feel uncomfortable. And the audience will feel uncomfortable. I'm not denying that. Look at you right now. None of you are making eye contact <laughs> with me. <laughs> But you have to trust me on this. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it can be frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, at Second City, that it was not nearly as, as fr- which I was super grateful for. Uh, but yeah, it can be incredibly frustrating uh, fighting for what you know works because people are scared. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and it sounds like also not 
trusting you or like having your mm. back. No, no, it's true. It does feel like that because, and I will say, um, cause I also do the Untitled Black Sketch Comedy Project and that is worlds different. It feels like for the first time I have a space where I can share anything. Something I, I realized doing that project mm. was in the past going into things when I knew my writing was a bit more on the edgy st side, <laughs> um, I would come in prepared for that. Mm. Like with, uh, I guess, a sort of armor on. I'd also be very hyper aware of how people are reacting to see just how uncomfortable they were. And I'm like, part of me is like, I shouldn't have to do that. I should just enjoy my sketch and like enjoy people reading it. Mm -hmm. But I could never do that because I was always trying to be like, are you, how uncomfortable are you? What am I going to have to, how am I going to have to coddle you today? Yeah. Like who are you going to have to take care of? Like, how am I going to have to? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't really think about how often I had to do that. And I realized in the Black Sketch Comedy Project early on, I did not have to do that. And it was the first time I truly felt like I can, I'm free, I'm free. I'm, I can write whatever I want. And and it's it's funny because we were talking to like Brandon about because Brandon's also our, Brandon Hackett is our director uh, as well as a performer. But I remember saying to him, it's funny because whenever he gives me notes, I'm never scared that he's going to change the content or like the essence of the scene because there are times when I go into things and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what you're going to change. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like something that makes you feel uncomfortable. But with this project, I know that it's usually, it's going to be things to make the scene better without, I know those things aren't going to be the things that are touched. Yeah. It makes them uncomfortable. And it's such a freeing feeling to go into a room and and feel that safe and it's like the first time I've ever felt that way so that's that's nice oh that is nice and that's incredible that's also like a huge kudos to you and Ajanis for bringing that group together how did how did you two first of all the group of people that you two have brought together is like stupidly talented, like such yes. a powerhouse cast, of course. Yeah. And I'm wondering, and then of course there are, there are also so many, so many people that you could have brought in that would also be powerhouses. Like when you two came together, I'm like, we're going to finally do this. Like it's been a couple of years. We've been dreaming of doing this. We're going to do this. How do you go about choosing who you're going to ask or like how you're going to form that group? How did you decide? Uh, it was, it was tough. I mean, and yeah. there was also a case of like, there were people who we were like, we knew right off the back, we were like, we'd love to have them. Oh God, they're working. Oh, <laughs> like they're, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're like on shows, they're doing all Fair. this stuff. There are certain people, but I think each of us knew, because so for the most part, everyone in the cast, one of us had worked with before. That was really important to us. Like for for me, uh, Brent Ash Muhammad, mm -hmm. I, I've no, it's kind of, it was the same case as like you and I, where mm. I had known of him for mm -hmm. years and years and years. I knew he was funny, but I'd never really talked to him or anything like that. Like Jonas knew him, was like, no, he's good. He's good, let's bring him on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was generally people we had worked with. We knew were talented, but it was also important for us to choose people we knew were well versus sketch because mm. one of the things we 
didn't want to do like especially right off the top was we didn't want to like have to be teaching people necessarily how to write sketch because there are plenty of people that are amazing like improvisers and they will be like amazing writers one day but they're not like as well versed in it right now and we were like we did want to choose a cast of people we knew could write sketch and we didn't have so that would not be a worry um and it was very easy to find us uh there were also it, it was a strange thing if there also wasn't that many <laughs> oh interesting like it felt like there were so many and yet also it felt like there was not that many yeah because there is there is and there isn't mm. um honestly when you're when you're black and you do sketch or improv you kind of know everyone mm. who who does it and there there were a few people outside of that but for the most part i'm like i think we got everyone <laughs> that being said it wasn't like we were scrimping and like well i guess because we need another you know no. black person well that was never an issue for us that group is all a plus fucking performers like every single person in there i'm like oh my god and they got her and they and him like they're incredible I know. yeah that's what we thought <laughs> Well, I also think that about you two. So it's not just everybody that you two recruited and, or casted or whatever the right verb is here, how, how it ended up happening. Everyone in there is like, it's funny. So um, that photo that I think the you posted. The slicey one? The slicey one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That one. So I'm like going left to right, like just looking through. I think it was your post. So I think I knew obviously that you were in it, but I was like going through being like, Oh my God. Yeah. Coco. Oh my God. And Brandon. Oh my God. And, and I was just like, Oh my God. An Abba. Like I was just going through each person and like, oh, this is going to be so good. Oh my God. What? What? Like every single mm. person is so fucking talented and also yeah. so like experienced in what they're doing. And it, and it's interesting. It makes sense now that you're saying like, okay, well we wanted people who were ready. And like in theory, if, if COVID hadn't happened, we would have wanted to have like a monthly show where we could get more black artists to come on. But for this specific project, it was like, yeah, we do need people who, who kind of know the ropes in it already. Um, yeah. Funny watching you be like, oh my God, powerhouses. When we were asking people and people yeah. were saying yes, we were like, oh. I was like, Jonas, he, he said yes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we, were, we were even like, Okay. Okay. Like, is that happening? Okay. It's so funny because I think that every time I book a guest here, I'm like, she's going to have to, she's going to have to cancel for a totally reasonable, like a totally, a very valid reason. And this isn't actually going to happen. And oftentimes when I book somebody on here, I don't like, I'll be so excited myself, but I don't really tell friends like, oh my God, so guess who I'm talking with like on Thursday, because I just think, no, it's not going to happen. Like something's going to come up. But I really do think the power of just fucking asking people, because I really think so many people, especially during COVID, are kind of sitting around just waiting to be asked to play. Like they're just waiting to be invited mm. to the right thing. But a lot of the time, I think we're thinking like, oh, they're not going to say yes to us. And a lot of the time it's like, just fucking ask them. And they probably, I mean, they're not going to say yes if you don't ask them. They don't even fucking yeah. know you want them. So you might as well it's ask funny. them. I didn't start doing online anything until probably the end of November. I just didn't want to. I just was not in, in I, I just, like, especially early on in COVID, I was just like in my head. And then I mm -hmm. went on this workout spree <laughs> where I'm like, <laughs> fitness is what I am now. <laughs> I am nothing else. And I, for like months on end, I just did that. <laughs> I, I will say like, I, 
going back to doing Second City for a month and a bit, I, I managed to squeeze in like 30 shows. And I, I, I do think I forgot what it was like to perform in those months of exercise. Yeah, uh, those months of exercise. Yeah, of those months of pure cre- the creatine is what clouded <laughs> the my- The creatine, yeah. You just went on a huge creatine binge. That, that yeah. actually reminds me, I have, I need to take my creatine today. Yes, take your creatine. Oh, do you want, I was like, take your creatine now. Do you want to? Well, I'm not mixing it with it. Okay, I, got it, got it, got it. I, I gotta put it with something else. Got but, it, that's yeah, fair. I, I, I realized how much I missed performing when I did that. And I think I, it got to this point where I'm like, you gotta accept that this isn't gonna be the same, but you can still find joy in it. And the first online show I did, I was like, what is, what's happening? I don't, no one's laughing. I don't get this. Or they are and you can't hear them. Like you won't even know if someone, they could be killing themselves laughing and you have no idea. Or it's like, ha ah, ha they're writing it and you're like, yeah, they're writing it. Yeah, but you're like trying to look at the text and it's like that. The first show was tough, um, but it is, it's a learning curve and it, it, it is fun and you can't, I don't think you can, you cannot compare it to life before you just can't, yeah. or you will be depressed and, and it won't bring you joy or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I try not to do that. Now it's fun. I don't care if people are laughing. Like, there's no, <laughs> no one's laughing. Uh, I, I stopped caring. I, yeah. I love performing at home. Liquid Courage listeners, my name is Grace. And I'm Linnea. And we are the Minute Women Podcast, a podcast dedicated to diving into the bigger stories behind those iconic Canadian Heritage Minutes. Along the way, we uncover the funny, weird, and downright terrifying stories left out of Canada's national history. Like, did you know that James Naismith learned to shoot basketballs by throwing rocks at kids? Or that cows would regularly fall through the roofs of prairie sod houses? Or that Sir Sanford Fleming wanted to call standard time cosmic time. And we haven't even talked about all the murder yet. So if this sounds like your kind of podcast, go give Minute Women a listen. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other major platforms. You can also find all of our episodes and social media links on our website, minutewomenpodcast.ca. We hope that you'll join us on our wacky and wonderful podcast. Bye! Okay, when did this, when did, when and how did this love of space start? I want, I'm so, I'm so interested. Like, yes, when did it start? Finally, we got here. We got here. We're here. here? Listen, we've arrived. We have arrived. Oh, it's my time to shine. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, it was, so during COVID, I started doing this weird thing where I would go on YouTube and watch news stories. Is that what they're called? News reports? News tales about news uh, tales. about major events that happened either before I was born or when I was really young and it kind of didn't... You know when things happen, and you're like, like 9-11 happened, but I didn't... I was like, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like if it, if it happened now, I'd be like... Like it would shatter my view of the future, maybe. Like, yeah, it yeah. would be so impactful. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was yeah, I'd I be was like, well, things are a change. Like, I wouldn't notice yeah. that. But at the time, I was like, yeah, the shitty thing that happening in the states. It didn't click that it was like this affects us all. Mm-hmm. But I had been watching a bunch of news reports. Nine Eleven's one of them of things that I I didn't fully grasp or wasn't alive for. And one of the things I started I watched was 
the report for the Challenger disaster. Mm. Uh, and I mean, that was, that was horrible. Uh, but then obviously when you start looking at certain videos, other videos pop up. So like you start mm. the Challenger disaster, then you get to Columbia. Okay. Wait, I feel like so dumb, but I have to say it just in case, like, I don't know what the Challenger disaster is. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, and you know what? That's fine because I am here to tell you. Okay, and this is another thing where typically before I started this thing where I'm like, no, you're going to be truthful to yourself. Typically, I'd just be like, oh my God, yeah, right. Like, because I wouldn't want you knowing that I didn't know because I'd want you to like me. But you're going <laughs> to, I want you to only like me for who I actually am, which is a person that doesn't know what the fuck the challenger disaster is. And you will learn and you will, you will love space, uh, <laughs> even though I'm going to tell you about a disaster. So the challenger disaster, it was 1986 uh, and it was a mission to space. Mm-hmm. And they were just, it was like a science mission because that's what they do, science. <laughs> But the whole, and it was a big deal because it was the first time a civilian was going to go into space. So they had actually, oh, they had this, I don't know what it's called. Like, I'm just going to call it what I know, like an audition process. (laughs) (laughs) They got you to come in and read a monologue and say, show your, the back and the front of your hands. Yep. Yeah. You're good enough for space. You You can go to space space hands. (laughs) Yeah. You have space hands. So they ended up, the whole thing was they wanted to get like a normal person. So they got a teacher to go mm. up to space and that so th- so it was like launches at that point were like not everyday thing but they were on the regular okay so this was like a bigger deal than other launches uh so going into this launch they had to push back the launch by days and the thing is when you push back a launch you know you've got this massive space shuttle uh that's using a lot of fuel and what i'm saying is it costs money to push mm. back a launch and I don't know if you know anything about NASA, they rely on people giving them money. So it's- What? What? I thought NASA was like super rich. Oh God, no. Well, it's like, that's why they need support from people because it's the government, they're government funded. So mm. if something happens to them, their money gets cut and they're like- Right, they're like, well. So like when, when you see a NASA astronaut go to space on like a Soyuz in Russia, mm. that's costing them like $70 million to put that, to buy that seat. It costs them money. So NASA does not like losing money. Yeah, So the, the longer you push off a launch, the more money you hemorrhage. Mm. And- I can't remember exactly when it happened, the date, but it had been cold and engineers had warned them. They're like, you cannot launch the O-rings. I I don't know the exact science, but there's like Mm. O-rings in the um, rocket. And they're like, they're going to freeze. And that's a problem. It's going to lead to an explosion. And they were like, we got to launch. So they launched. (laughs) And it turns out that the engineers were correct. So like, surprise, surprise. Oh my God. But they're like, time is money. Money's time. Let's go. Like we're like, I, have, I love space and I, I'd love to work for a space agency, Yeah. Uh, but NASA makes me uncomfortable because <laughs> they totally were like, no, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's, yeah, let's go. And it ended <laughs> up costing them seven lives. Um, oh my God. Seven people died. I shouldn't assume they're all people, but I'm assuming no animals. It was all people. I mean, there might have been a rat or two on there. Oh no! But, I know. <laughs> a so, pig. No, no, we did too big. But yeah, seven <laughs> uh, people died, and oh. like, and that's like a whole nother thing. Like my my whole like NASA, like the whole idea that they're a corporation. So that happened. I watched that, and then I also watched the Columbia disaster, which was again, it was like it was less NASA though. It was more like 
So the Columbia disaster was mm. the Columbia Space Shuttle. They launched. And when they launch, there's like, you've seen a space show, right? I'm not yes. saying this to be like, duh. Like, I just, I was like, okay, I've so. Seen, I've seen Toy Story. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to bug you. Yes, I totally can you, have. Can you wait two seconds? Yeah. <gasps> Do you have one? Stop. Like the number of things. I don't understand. This is what I'm picturing. Is that like, I can see your couch. I can see like a cute photo behind you on the wall, but I am picturing beside you is just like floor to ceiling shelves just off the frame where you just have every prop in the world. How are you so prepared? <laughs> Like, well, cause you're a seasoned performer and now you've been performing online long enough that you just have all props at your disposal. Okay, oh so my God, it's a little spaceship. Is this a specific spaceship? No, I'm going to show you with the spaceship. So the Columbia disaster. Oh when my they God, launched... I love this. Let me get my beard story time. Okay, great. Okay, okay I'm ready. So, so <laughs> when they launch, normally there's like the two, there's the two solid rocket boosters, which are like the, the white ones on the side. And then there's the big orange one. Yes. So they detach on the way up. And part of the, like the way they're attached is they're attached, like there's foam there. They're not attached with foam, but there's foam there. And what happened in Colombia was when they were launching and they were detaching, the foam came off and it hit the bottom okay. of the of the spaceship. And the black part is all the tiles. And these are the tiles that are like, they're what's there to protect you when you were in reentry because it's hot. <gasps> oh no. So originally NASA was like, no, no, no. Look, this is foam. It, it foam, cause it literally is just foam that you can like squish and like do that. So like, that's not gonna break anything. Like it's foam, so who cares? That's what they're thinking. Yeah, but it turns out, you know, it's foam on strapped to the side of a bomb and yeah. it's going at ridiculous speeds. It can in fact punch a massive hole in your shuttle. Oh so what God. happened was when they blasted off, the foam came off, it hit the side it caused a hole in the protective shield at the bottom. So when they re-entered, the heat went in and it just tore the shuttle apart. So wait, they got to their destiny. They like, they got to wherever they were going in space. They were there for two weeks. <gasps> and then they came back and that's when it freaking blew up and they caught on fire and all those things or like they died. I honestly don't know if they could have come back alive because to get them back alive would have been tough. It would have meant either because they had, I know so much, like the <laughs> rocket, the, the space shuttle they were sending up next, Atlantis, it was like getting ready to go, but it takes a while to get a shuttle ready. Yeah. But like we could have gotten it ready in a month, maybe. Also, they couldn't. So there's the space station. People are like, can't you just go there? It's like, no, no. Like it to get to the space station, it's like they're not on the same like orbit. So you have to use fuel to get up to the space station, which it doesn't, it never plan to do that have, yeah so it couldn't do that and I remember Chris Hadfield was saying he's like I don't know if they could have come back alive but they never even told them so and they knew it's like they knew that this had happened they knew something had happened they knew there was a possibility that mm. this that there was damage they knew that there was a possibility that they wouldn't make it back but they did not investigate it and it was one of those weird things where people are like well they would have died either way I'm like well if they had a 5% chance of living, I would have rather you at least try for that 5%. Yeah. And maybe they live. It's small, but like at least they have a shot versus them literally not doing anything 
essentially solidified all of all of seven lives being lost that day uh oh. so and anyways that's also i have i have, I, I brought i was like oh i have this other shuttle <laughs> oh my god this huge box <gasps> is that lego yeah two thousand oh, pieces stop i really want they're expensive right i really want a big lego like just to work this on. was this, this was over 300 <laughs> but you love space so much i feel like when you put that together and also i've been seeing that you posted online you like to do the lego and you like to drink the beer and you like to listen to the audiobooks you know what yeah. you know you fuck it brings you joy so mm-hmm. investment but that's how I learned about space. Okay, so yes. So you so you came to love space, but by learning about people dying in it. The weird thing is, I kind of tie this back to like when I was talking about history before. I feel like things are more interesting when you see the full picture. Are there things I don't really agree with that NASA does? Yeah. Is it very dangerous? Absolutely. Would I go if you asked me to go tomorrow? <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> The funny thing is, the more I, even though I was watching these like, horrific videos, I started getting recommendations for other space stuff. And specific, there were two space stuff that really drew me in. One, there's this astronaut, it's an American astronaut, not uh, Mike Massimino. I, I don't know if you talk to people in STEM very often. They're awkward. I don't even know what STEM is in Cassie. Like, I need help. What is STEM? Like science, technology. Oh my God, I've been inside for too long. Yes, right. All those stuff. Yes, yes. (laughs) Mathematics. And a lot of those people aren't great at talking to humans. (laughs) They're just, they're very awkward. And I remember watching videos of Mike Massimino and he was not that at all. It was the first time you kind of like, I see an astronaut and been like, yeah, well, I'll listen to you. You're funny. (laughs) You, 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 you understand how to talk to people. And that was so mm-hmm. nice. And then I started watching this German astronaut, Alexander Gerst. I got like, I started watching him and I was like, you look like a lot of people I've dated. I should listen to you before this ends in heartbreak. It will. <laughs> but the odd thing was, even though like it was me being superficial, I did start watching a bunch of his videos and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then again, it's horrible like the stuff that could possibly happen, but the stuff that they do do and the research they do is so critical to us down here. Even if you don't know it, it's like, they're doing research for things like, you know, osteoporosis up there. Like you may not have it, but you probably know someone who has it. You may have, like, I like not go when you don't get it, but like you may get it at some point. But yeah, I just started watching more videos. And the more I watched, the more I also realized how inaccessible it was like space stuff because it's catered to two types of people, three types of people, actually really smart people who are already in the, in the industry, people who are enthusiasts, who really, who are willing to do the work or children (laughs) and everyone in between. They're like, no, we're not going to explain to you what we're doing up there, but can we have money? (laughs) So it sounds like it's like the, the high risk and the high reward that seems to be so like fascinating to you or so enchanting about it that like it's so necessary but also it's so risky yeah also when I'm saying that I'm like I'm making a comparison that now I feel ridiculous but like that's sort of that's the feeling of comedy sometimes when you're performing you're like oh my god everyone could hate me and I could die or I could have the best experience telling my truth but I also feel ridiculous comparing you know space travel to comedy but do you think that is the aspect of it that is so like attractive to you 
about it, that it has this like high risk, but like it, it's necessary. Like we have to do it. And it's kind of that like dangerous, exciting part of it. Yeah. It's dangerous. It It's exciting. And I think it's more exciting than people because people just think they go up there and they like spin around in a tin can for like six <laughs> months and come down and yeah. they're like the fuck were you doing up there <laughs> yeah and it's like I do think one of the problems is like it is risky sending mm. people up there but at the same time it feels like people don't know what they actually do up there yeah absolutely I, Andrea Marson, I mentioned her earlier. Mm -hmm. I love her. Uh, but she sent me a text recently and she's like, are you jealous of the civilians going to space? And I literally <laughs> just went, no, they're just going around to spin around for a few times and come back down. I was like, I want to go up there. I want to do science. I want to give blood and urine. I want to do research. I want to put weird things on my body and like see how my heart works up there. I want to, <laughs> I want to fix a space toilet. Like floating, yeah, that's cool. But I'm like, right. I, I want to do the other stuff too. Well, it's also movies, Armageddon or like Gravity, Interstellar, all of those, like, yes, maybe they go to Mars and grow a potato. But like really, most <laughs> of the time when I'm like watching space movies, they go up in space and it's like, now that I'm realized, now that you're speaking, I'm like, oh my God, humans are so fucking egotistical sometimes. The main part, you go up in space and there's always that thing of them looking at earth. And it's like, even when you're in space, it's about where we live, like go adventure out and go explore and research and learn. Although that's, that's nerve wracking. Uh, because the, the people who are going to get you out into deeper space are the rich people like Elon Musk, but they also, to me, I'm like, oh, that, that that's uncomfortable. Rich people <laughs> going, going to space. That's like, we saw what happened with Europe and North America. Like, I don't trust anyone to not like take over Mars. Also like, oh, fuck yeah. I remember when, so a couple, like a year ago, I think it is now they launched the first dragon rocket with people on it to the space, the international space station. And the guy who was in charge of NASA at the time, who, by the way, back in 2014, did not believe in global warming. <laughs> Sorry. I just like snorted on my mic. Perfect. You should, because that's Perfect. the person, that's exactly the person you want in charge of a space agency. Space, Someone who yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck no. Like, oh my God. He like big Trump supporter. Um, they Perfect. He yeah. sounds like such a catch. Like, yeah, he's he's oh truly God. truly brings life to NASA. Wow. But I remember watching the rocket launch and him doing a press conference, and oh my God, I was like every every nightmare's coming true right now. He literally went up there and he's like, you know what? I I think I hope there's 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 a little boy or. Or girl, and like that one, like afterthought that like maybe maybe a girl wants to do space, oh, uh, yeah. but he's like maybe there's a, a little boy or or girl uh, watching this launch and thinking to themselves, I want to be the next Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. Oh no no no! Or what? Uh, the guy who does the Virgin Airlines. Uh, I can't remember his name. Richard Branson and my only thought was like wait are you thanking the men that literally just tossed money at engineers tossed money at people to build this you didn't even thank the people who literally strapped themselves to your bomb to go to space who did any of the actual work to make this yeah. possible make everybody safe ensure that this is like viable Yes, and that I was like, Ugh. oh. Also, what are you thinking? Like a little kid's like, mm, I want to be white and rich one day. 
I want to make billions of dollars during a pandemic one day while everybody else suffers. Yeah. Mm, that's what this rocket has taught me. How do I work in <laughs> yeah. Amazon, but I'm like the higher level. Yeah. Me watching this information about space. That's what I want to do. I want to own Amazon. Ew, what an out of touch asshole. That's one of the reasons, like, I, like I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what I want to do. I do want to do something that, like, I don't know, a channel that incorporates space or something. Mm-hmm. But like, that, there's this weird, I feel like there's a, a frustrating disconnect. <laughs> Even now, there's like a reality show that's starting where they're going to launch them to space. But I'm like, what? come on. I don't know. I saw it on, on uh, Colbert's show, uh, his talk show, where he was talking about it briefly. And apparently there's like a new show where they're choosing someone to go to space but I'm like I don't think that's gonna help educate people about what yeah <laughs> they I, actually that's do exactly space. I feel like it's gonna make people more aware that people mm. are in space but at the same time it's like you're not actually saying why the benefits are there versus like, you want to go float around the planet like if anything it's gonna it's gonna be worse for your cause like it's gonna just make it like oh this is kind of a joke and this is look anyone can do it this is really just all that they do up in space yeah. Also, it's like the reality is when you are talking about civilians, the people who would be going to space are the people who have money to go up in space. And that's that's not your every man. Like, that's no. not your every person. That's it, it costs millions to go up there. So it's still so out of out of touch with that. So I, I honestly was like, I would love to like I still in in my perfect dream world, I would yeah. love to combine somehow like my comedy and be able to like work with the space agency like the canadian space agency nasa isa uh you know the russians probably wouldn't want me just because i don't speak <laughs> russian and that's fine that's understandable <laughs> but i would love to do something that that combines like comedy like just i don't know to bring it to the everyday person mm-hmm. it's like those are the people you want supporting what you're doing especially if you need money from people regular people then yes. show them how it benefits them and get them excited about it and that's exactly what I was just going to say. Like, yeah. I, if you want their money and you to think, or you to think they're not waste, the government's not wasting money. You have to mm-hmm. show them why they're not wasting money. It's funny. I was watching uh, a Canadian space agency video. Yeah. And there was this girl <laughs> in it. She was an engineer and she was black. And that was, so my first thing was like, oh, black girl, I'm excited. <laughs> and then they started talking to her and immediately I was like, oh, you're Oh no. Why? It, it was one of those it was one of those things where it was like, you don't do this. <laughs> like you don't oh. stand in front of a camera. But then my favorite question that they asked her was, Do you believe in aliens? And she just goes, you know what? It's whatever you believe in. I was like, no, that's not an answer. <laughs> also, you not answering the question just makes me feel uncomfortable. Like you're <laughs> making me feel like you're hiding something. But no, I, I would love to I would love to work with. Uh, like the Canadian Space Agency in some way. I want you to get to perform on the moon. That doesn't help your cause, (laughs) but just one day, like that doesn't help what we just talked about. But I think you could somehow incorporate the two to teach people. And then we could have a, like a GoFundMe page that we raise enough money to send you to the moon to perform or wherever you want to go to perform comedy. And then, you know, I'm going to be up there on the moon. I'm going to be like, all these science people can't perform. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be a little screwed in that department, but on the way there, maybe you could do like some, uh, that's a lot. We're gonna to do some, work, yeah. some workshops. I'm like, you're going to do some improv workshops, but then you got to teach them all the way there. Okay, everyone, we're going to do 
Zoom. Oh my god! Yeah. In space, though, you can make like little alien sounds <laughs> instead of stop. They already sound like alien sounds, honestly. <laughs> or maybe you just bring everyone from the Untitled Black Sketch Project and just all of them up in space. Can I ask you a question? Would you go to yes. space if if someone asked you to go? <sighs> you get training, so it's like not you're not we're not putting you on a rocket tomorrow. I instantly got so nervous. I feel like I would be so afraid to go. And then also I would think like, how do you say no to that? Oh my God, I don't think I would go. This is also why. Okay, I know, hold on, <laughs> hold on. This is also why. Because I think, I feel like the trip would be wasted on me. I feel like it's like, why don't I give my seat to someone who's been dreaming of going into space? Because I'm terrified, mostly from interstellar when they get trapped in the wave and then they're gone for 30 years or whatever. And I'm like, great, I missed everything. And my, uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should go to space. No, I feel like I would be scared. I think I would be too scared, but I don't like that that's what I'm saying. But a little bit of fear is good. Again, you're being strapped to a bomb. Right. Yes. Like, and I just you don't know feel so it. little, you don't feel the bomb, but don't you like, no. don't you shake? I don't know why I needed no. to do the physicality of it. I could have just said, don't you shake. Also, if it makes you feel better, you're yeah. in space in less than 10 minutes. So that's like probably a shorter commute than most of your places you're going. What? Yeah. Wait, you, from when, like, uh, I was supposed to say lift off. Is it, no, is it blast yeah. off? Okay. I've lift had off. a tiny bit of, I've had enough manifesto that I can't remember lift off or blast off. That's what I'm just blaming it on the chocolate milk. Okay. So, and it's only 10 minutes to get to outer space. Less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Less than, I can't get anywhere in Toronto in less than 10 minutes. I know it's literally a quicker commute to get to space <laughs> than go and anywhere. Any of my jobs that I've had or to yeah. visit any of my friends, if I was going to go do that, like literally it takes me, I could get to space earlier than I could get to like the grocery. You could store. go back and forth in less time. Getting to space does not take to get to the ISS from Russia takes three hours. Oh my if God. They overshoot, yeah. If they overshoot it two days, but anyway. Right. <laughs> okay. But that is my, that is where I'm scared. The if, well, if they overshoot it, then, you know, two days and on earth that's seven years and then you're screwed. You should, I'm like, God damn it. You, you know how we're honestly, the only, <laughs> the only thing is if it's like, if they can't get to the ISS in two, in three hours, my biggest yeah. concern is I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to poop in a capsule. <laughs> <laughs> why because you're like, like i can hold it for like the three hours there three hours back kind of thing yeah but then if you're in a capsule you're like so everyone i'm gonna go over here everyone just like close every, like your eyes your ears and i need to take a poop in a bag because the uh, poop's gonna float too right how do you poop in space what do you do in a capsule like is it in a bag in the back do you have a diaper on I, how does it work they do when they so before they launch i don't know how the americans work but i know in like in Baikonur in, in Kazakhstan when they launch there before you launch you have um, um an enema oh of course you do of course what if you just have to clean out your whole butt but what if you have your period like what are you supposed to do part of me's like I don't think enough women go up to try that oh my god can I tell you a story yes <gasps> I might impress you oh my okay. god I'm so excited I don't know why I just put <laughs> both my hands like a little fish no on it's my fine face. So excited. Okay. Now I'm so excited that I'm forgetting a little bit of the details, but I really hope I can still impress you. You might already know this story. Okay. So the first woman, and I learned this off of TikTok. Like I, you already know this, don't you? Okay. The Sally first, Ride. Uh, where they were, where they gave her a hundred tampons. Like what? 
They also had a makeup kit for them. Yes, they did. Okay. Okay. So I should say, okay. So for listeners and, and if you're, if you're watching or if you're listening, whatever we should say, okay. So the first woman to go to space, she was going to go up for six days and NASA gave her a hundred tampons. And listen, we might have some people listening who have never had their period yet, who never will, who, whatever. So let's just explain. How many tampons do you think? Let's say it's like, it's like a heavier flow in 24 hours. I'm going to say you, you keep a tampon in for what's four hours. I might be wrong here. I don't really use tampons. That's like the safe. The safe. Okay. Some people are like, let's switch it when I wake up. It's usually four to eight. Four to eight. Okay. So in one day, let's say you're using three to four tampons. Let's even say five. Let's give them five. Worst case, you're going to use like 30 tampons in six days. And they gave her a hundred and then they asked her, asked her if she needed any more. And here's my fucking problem with that. Okay, cool. You don't know, no shame in not knowing. Why the fuck are you asking her? You are NASA. Like you're, you're like the smartest, most privileged minds in the world. Maybe I'm assuming fucking Google it or not Google at the time. (laughs) Read it in a goddamn book. Like, why are you asking her? Even to this day, it's, I'm going to say funny, but like, no, sad. Uh, (laughs) Because we have to laugh. The first all-female spacewalk happened in 2019. There had never been two women go out of the spacecraft uh, together. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. But when you said all-female, I was like, oh my God, what were there, like six? I'm picturing- No, two. I'm picturing like she the people. I'm picturing like a full cast of female. And you're like- oh, there was just one extra female, then there's two. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. what? Oh my God, the all-female pair. Okay, great. Yeah, so it was October 2019 it happened. It was supposed Jesus. to happen earlier, but the spacesuits they had did not fit properly. And one of the women was like, she wore a medium and they only had a large. And she was like, spacewalks are like eight hours. And she's like going in a suit that's not comfortable isn't safe it's not great so I'm not going to do that so they they pushed it back until they could get another suit up but the suits were also not they honestly were designed being like well the wives are home it was never designed with a woman in mind so if you're a tall man it's built for you uh which is and it's funny when they had the whole thing of they couldn't send both the women out originally because of that there was a NASA guy who was like, well, you know, it's different for women out there. And he essentially implied that we were like, like, I don't know if like our, like our periods would, I don't know when you're in, I don't know. Oh, the hormones are making me irrational. I yeah. Don't know. I'd be emotional in space. Like Jesus. It's like, you started all the wars. Like, come on. <laughs> Honestly, when people are like, oh, women are so emotional. First of all, I'm like, oh my God, like fucking, I hate every, literally every word in that sentence. But also I'm sorry, who's fighting in the fucking bars? That's emotional. Like who? Yeah. Anger's not an emotion though. Yeah. Anger's uh... not an emotion. Anger so is fine. strength and masculinity and protection. You want to talk about being emotional. Here's another. Wow. I only know like two space facts and I'm pulling them out. The other one is that when they were making the male spacesuits, you probably already know this too. They had to have like a, like a, a, like a condom like spot for them to put their penises in and they needed sizes so that, and it needed to fit like four fucking safety not for vanity you're going to space (laughs) and so they like you know default called them small medium and large these little like condom like things that were going to be in the suits a hundred percent of the men chose large a hundred percent and they knew it wasn't so do you know what they did the real thing would be to gather up all the astronauts (laughs) and say 
hey, fucking assholes, listen, this is more important. <laughs> Get over yourself. You're just as good. Even if you have a tiny penis, you matter. You are more than just your penis. But you know what they did instead? They Starbucks it up and they named a small, large, they named a medium, like humongous. And they named a large, like fucking gargantuan, huge. You should work at NASA. You are more than just your penises. <laughs> well, it's like, my God, like we need to get over. Like, let's let go that our whole identity and our value is the size of our penis. You're going to space. I need you to just tell me the size of your dick so I can keep you safe. I think it's hilarious. Like really smart people, like oh. those moments of like, what's wrong with you? There was actually one <laughs> moment of, there are two guys in a spacewalk and the astronaut was like, so my, my, my GoPro's not working. I'm not sure what's happening. It says no HD. And for like five minutes, they're like, what's going on? And then finally the guys on the ground control are like, do you have an HD card in there? And he's like, no, I didn't put it in. And they're like, that's what's wrong. It's the common sense things that there's, is it like you're so brilliant that your brain's like, <laughs> nah, other people will think of the common sense. We got to learn. My first yeah. thing was trigonometry. I don't know why that popped in, but like, is that a thing? Yeah, the basic stuff just falls out. Uh, yeah. The human stuff falls yeah. out. And like, I, I can do all this. Other Although part of me is also like, when people go on spacewalks, sometimes they're like, they're going on a spacewalk to fix the ethernet. I'm like, you're risking your life for it. <laughs> oh, like, I don't wow. like, sometimes I'm on my couch and I don't get up to fix my ethernet, let alone going out yeah. on fucking Mars. No, like just have, yeah. use your data, have bad yeah. connection. Like, God bless. Like, yeah. you're going out there. Okay. I hope you come back. Yeah, I hope you come back and I hope it's worth it. Uh, yeah. Imagine, too, they fix the Ethernet. I mean, and I know we're joking that it's Internet, but I don't actually fully know whether it is Internet or not with the Ethernet. They have shitty Internet there. Okay, perfect. So they go out and they go to fix the fucking actual Internet. If they come back and, like, I can't Netflix, like, that reality show about someone going into space... How shitty do they feel? I'd be like, no, 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 the internet's great. Like, I know you risked your life. It's so Well, they good. fix their internet, not yours. Right. No, but what if I'm in space? Like, what if I'm in the <gasps> spaceship and I'm like, all right, let's, let's watch, like, let's just watch some Real Housewives. And then they go out to fix the ethernet cable. They come back and it's still buffering, especially if it's a man and they have the whole dick thing. Like they- You probably ego. fucked it up. And then a week yeah. later, we have to go do another spacewalk to fix it. <laughs> and then oh. NASA's like- Oh my God, the millions, the millions of dollars we have to the put millions. in. But I guess we need, I guess we need internet because we got to talk to them and. We got to upload to our Tumblr, a picture of the earth. Yeah. And then if you're, if you're a woman, they're like, this is oh. why we don't send hormones. Out oh, exactly. This is the thing. The man forgets the HD cable and they're like, well, they're just a genius. The woman yeah. forgets it and they're like, is it's she her on period. her period? Is, is it the time of month? Are there bears on Mars? Like then they're all fucking. <laughs> about yeah. it. You bleeding into your diaper? Are you bleeding? <sighs> But I would, if I went into space, if I did get the chance, I hope I would go when I had my period. And I think I would like, I don't really use tampons, but I would like to in space and just sort of pull it out and just see what happens. Like it's going to float. It would like, probably, I'm saying this is like relating to my period. I don't know what yes. yours is like. Yeah. But for my, it was like a first day. Yeah. It would come out and it would be like, I use the ultra on yeah. the first day because I can't and I blow through one of those in about an hour uh, so it would like, <laughs> like so it would like also I'm like imagining this like in space now I'd imagine yeah. coming out and like it would be <laughs> really gross and globby but then like it would have a trail of like blood following it 
Yeah, like little, like the dots and like the, like a little stream, but like up in space. I'm realizing people who are listening can't see our hands, but like, you know, like just little, tr- like little bubble, like, like bubbles of bubbles of blood. You know, yeah. it's weird. It kind of, it probably look cool. Like it's blood, but I think it would look cool too. Cause when are you seeing blood bubbles or little streams or whatever floating around you? Like I actually think if call you're gonna down go to the Russians, hold down hey. and be like, hey guys, hey, look, 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 Artem, look, look, look what I learned. Okay. Like, I also feel like giving birth in space is probably way less painful than giving birth on earth. Birth on earth. You wouldn't have a baby in space. You they have not you will probably have a lot of deformities uh, a lot okay, of fair they've tried to get like animals pregnant and it does not work well. it doesn't work okay fair fair i thought maybe gravity played a part in uh labor pains but you know what i also feel like that's not something i should risk but if i was ever a civilian going up into space i think it would be a waste if i wasn't on my period because like you're never going to get that chance again i think i would want to be on my period to go into space to just like see I would want to be there long enough. I see in my in my heart, I would yeah. want to go on a long term mission, which is six months. So I would probably take birth control for a big part of that. But I'd be like, just one period, one just period. one, just to like see it, because I feel like it's like you're never gonna get to do that again. Let's just see what the blood looks like when it's floating around. I would be a nightmare for that week. Everyone, look <laughs> at the blood. Look, isn't that cool? Isn't that oh oh? It went it went behind. I don't know how to get it now. Well, that would be the thing. I'm like, listen, but now it's out and it lives with us. Like, there's no, it's our roomie, and I I'm not getting it back. But let's be honest, everyone. You all smell, so it's like this is my contribute contribute contribution. You got it. You got it. it. (laughs) Uh, Because I do imagine. You, you can't tell me a tin can in space does not smell like body odor and oh, sadness. And you can't even open the window. Body odor and sadness. You can't even open the window. Like you can't even get no, some fresh air in die. there. <laughs> You'll <laughs> literally die. There's no fresh air. Yeah. yeah. So you can't tell me it doesn't smell like farts and-, and Poopies. It's, and it's mostly men up there too. So I'm like, yeah, you're probably- Look, I've cleaned a men's bathroom before. You stink. Yeah, you stink. This- place probably stinks a black woman's going up soon i'm gonna cry she was originally supposed to go up to space in 2018 with alexander gers and they took her off the mission and her brother was like racism i don't know why she she apparently she said she doesn't know why they took her off the mission but i was like oh alexander you could have been with a black woman on space with alexander maybe they would make out oh i want to be friends just in space and then come back and we'll discuss it later (laughs) that's how because i don't want to make work with it but yeah they come back and they're like alexander that was in space like now this is earth no (laughs) we're done with the space we're done that was just in space and i wanted to see what it was like when bodily fluids floated in the air and now that you've seen my period blood because that's all i did (laughs) it's all i did in space i got my period for six months straight um okay so she's what is she going what's her mission do we know she's just like a uh oh what's it called mission Uh, she's a flight engineer so essentially she's going to go up there she's going to do science and whatnot i don't know what science she's going to do but she's gonna she's the first black woman who's going to be on a long duration mission so up until now, there's been two black women who went up to space. And in total, they've been up there for like 14 days, both of them combined. Um, so she will be going up there for six months. I hope she shows us how she does her hair because I would shave it. <laughs> I want to hear about her period too. Hair and period. I'm so excited that there's like going to be a black woman going to space. That's fucking amazing. Oh my God. And like for staying there. Months. That's Yeah. Yeah. I'm so... Oh. 
I'm so excited. About, What's her name? Uh, Janet Epps. So it's funny if you, I don't know if you've seen Stargaze, the, no. the, the, the bad dog show, which is something you promoted earlier. Uh, not the show, but bad dog. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll have this here while we talk about Stargaze. What's Stargaze? It's an interstellar show, uh, full of, uh, of many, many queerness. It's, 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 a, it's a lovely show. I love doing it, uh, but I play the captain on it and it's Captain May Epps. And, uh, She's named after Mae Jameson, who's the first black female to go to space, and Janet Epps, who will be going to space on the first long duration mission. So, my God, do we know yeah. when she's going? Did I ask that? Do we know when? I feel like she's going in October. Oh, great! That time of year, uh, fall. <laughs> space, space is in the great. fall. Great in the fall. She should bring a Halloween costume. They do. Do they really stop? They bring Halloween okay. costumes to space. They do. Um, that's the best fucking thing i've ever heard oh i wonder what she'll dress up as they do all if you if we do it here they do it there (gasps) christmas valentine's day oh my god i'm so excited for this yeah but she is going i think at the either at the end of this year or like fall or early next early next year she's going oh my gosh a dragon rocket there's actually a dragon launch uh a french person's going to space okay oh mon dieu yeah i know they're great french people are great (laughs) no it's it's uh i was in the french program uh tu me français c'est c'est horrible maintenant also uh la course uh, 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 your french is horrible right now and you have no more beer is that what you said? Well, no, my, the alcohol does something to me right now. Oh, okay, damn, I guess. I just love how much you like light up talking about all of this. It's just, it's it's quite contagious. Like I have to say, now I'm like excited for her to go to space. Like I'm in it. She's not going in this one. The French man is. But later, like I'm going to dress up for fall Halloween. Okay in her honor. And I want to watch her go to space. Like I feel invested now. And that's because of I you. I will cry. Yeah, I will cry when she goes. Uh, I'm going to message you when she goes. I have so many things to message you about now. I'm so excited. Okay, I know I've kept you past time. So, okay, I want to, I was, okay, so, um, that's the manifesto where I'm like, I can't get words out. Um, okay. I always like to end these with like a handful of like quick questions. I say like, oh God. I say quick okay. questions. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I okay. feel like it's stupidly named. Okay, oh, this has been so 15. wonderful. Okay, okay. 15. <laughs> Whatever your question okay. is, it's 15. Okay. Who's someone you want to collaborate with and you haven't yet? 15. Does it have to be a comedian? No, hell no. Chris Hadfield. Hadfield. Okay, I love that so much. Okay, what's something that you would have to have in your rider? This is for like performer. A Guinness, because I know I talked about beer before and how I think it's thin. A Guinness <laughs> is like my perfect beer. Like it doesn't get me drunk. It doesn't get me. It's just like a light, refreshing beer mm. that... That gives me a little bit of a perk, but it's not it's not too much and I can perform with it. So I, a Guinness, a singular Guinness. Just one. Okay, one, yes. one singular can of Guinness. I love that. Funny. Okay, to follow up, what is a beer that you've really wanted to try, but you haven't been able to get your hands on? We're putting it out in the universe. I mean, you did name one before, but like, you, I think you've tried that one before. The, yeah. Ang- the one I called Anger, which is <laughs> Anger. <laughs> Honestly, uh, there's none right now that I can actually think of that I haven't been able to get my hands on. (laughs) See, when you want something, go after it. Perfect. Okay, so you're going to go to one planet or thing in space. You've probably been asked this before and you're like, fuck off. What is one place in outer space that you would want to go to if you get to go to one place? 
Ganymede. <gasps> Where is that? It's one of Jupiter's moons. Oh, fucking love that. I think it's like, I think it's the, I, is it Ganymede? I can't remember. Actually, I don't know if it's Ganymede or Io, but one of them is just like ice. And I'm like, I want to go there. <laughs> okay, amazing. This is like a yin and yang situation. It's like one of the two, the ice one. Yes. My last question for you is, What's something that you're feeling grateful for today? I went mushy. Don't hate me. Oh. I'm sorry. That's me. <laughs> I mean, I guess the fact that I, I'm at home right now and I don't have to pay rent. Yes. That's amazing. I am grateful. Yeah. Anyways, so I've been spending my money well. <laughs> I've been spending my money on NASA Discovery. <laughs> what did you say? 2,000 pieces? 2,354. Oh to be specific. God, so fucking cool. Do you have like a specific, like special occasion you want to start that on? Or is it just like whenever you're ready? I actually, it's not, I don't know if you'd consider it a special occasion, but mm. I actually have, I have like, this is my to read list <gasps> of books. Yes. I think there's like 35 on here. I've read 28 this year. So I'm pretty, oh. I'm pretty, pretty yeah. good. I, I've done okay, but I have an audiobook in a few probably days. Yeah. And I have I have a space puzzle with rockets that I'm going to do for that. And I plan on doing this this bad boy when I'm reading Pillars of Earth because it's like 40 hours. I love you match your emotions with your beer and you match your Lego with your books. Yeah, I, I literally do. So I'm going to I'm going to read that when I read Pillars of Earth, which is I have seven books to read before I get to that. Okay, well, I can't wait till you get started. I fucking miss Lego. So, okay, well, thank you so much for sitting here and chatting with me today. I had such an awesome time hanging out with you. You're just such like a contagious light of like knowledge and energy and talent and positivity. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I... Again, I'm just a huge fan and I think you're wonderful. So thank you for spending time thank with you. me this Also, evening. can I point out? Nothing. Lipstick did not come off at all. Mm, I was like trying to chug it. I don't think mine, but you see, like pretty good. Yeah, that's, see, mine is a little, a Lips. little bit, but not like that's, that's good. I can see my lips, but I don't know if it's spit on no, my that's, glass. No, that's, but that's like lip marks. You'll get that no matter what. Right. But like, that's pretty good. And just for listeners, I have like dark, uh, like purpley red, I guess. What is this called? I don't even know what this name is. It's called In Charge. Oh my God. I don't know if I am. And you <laughs> yours is. <laughs> Mine's the Explorer. <laughs> yeah. Explorer by Maybelline. And it's like a dark blue. Like we both have, they're not like light colors these are like dark that typically nothing nothing oh, my, look, pieces of my lip came off but that's oh, it you're peeling not peeling. Peeling so hard all right i'm gonna go exfoliate my lips that's what i'm gonna do now god that's what i need fuck <laughs> 